Uh, the students are legends, man. You don't find them like they're normal students. They're not normal students, man. These are legends in the making. Oh man, I'm excited to bring on today uh, this man. He was the former president of uh, UMKC SGA, and he has since uh, you know the Black Lives Matter movement. He's been the forefront of it, man. Uh, being part of the community, he's an awesome dude. I also was uh, in an education summit with him. We uh, worked together on that, and he's just awesome, man. Make welcome the one and only, the legendary. Justice Horn. What's up, my man? Looking professional. I see you. I see you looking professional. No one told me I should have brought my my uh my tie and my suit and jacket and all that. But I'm um, excited to have you, man. How you doing? Good morning. How you doing? Good. No, thank you for having me. I I really appreciate it. Awesome. Awesome. Now, appreciate all the kind words and and the hype up. I I know <laughs> that's that's just. A, I'm just an average person. That's all I could remember right now. But I I your 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 resume is incredible. Now, bringing on the next guest, um, she's exquisite. She is talented, smart. She is the host of the U News, um, the director. She, 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 she knows how to get the work done. Um, I'm excited to have you here today. Make welcome, Mrs. Abby. Miss Abby, where you at? I'm right here. Thank you for the Thank intro. The energy, the energy. Man, welcome, guys. How are you doing this morning, Abby? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I'm happy to be on. Awesome. Well, I'm excited to have you guys here today. This is going to be an awesome conversation. So without further ado, uh, Justice, give us a little bit of intro about yourself. I know I said a little bit, but I know you have you, your resume. It's like a long, long. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> a little bit by your so, Yeah, no, I, I really appreciate it. And, and so uh, as stated before, <laughs> I want to thank you for introducing me. But so kind of here locally, I grew up in the era here in Blue Springs, Missouri. It's about 20 minutes east of Kansas City, grew up, grew up in the rural parts in Grand Valley and then moved to Blue Springs in the suburbs and then moved, uh, then competed in college in West Virginia and South Dakota for wrestling and then would come back here and go to school at UMKC and then run for student body president and then after that, uh, losing a close election there, uh, just kind of doing a lot of community work and then uh, now working on the Biden campaign. But other than that, and 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 working with the Black Lives Matter movement and being one of many people uh, adding to the change here in Kansas City, it's really a movement that supersedes any one organization, any one person. I would, I'm not the only one on the forefront. There are a lot of people out there doing the work, and how we're getting this change done is because everyone's in it. Yes, man, that's awesome. Yeah, that election was really close. Oh man, I was like, dang, it was. I think it was <laughs> one point. I think it was one point. Yeah, yeah. one vote. <laughs> Dang, that person really made it happen. Um, um, but yeah, man, I decided to have you on and have you here today. Um, Abby, give us a little bit bio about yourself, man. You've been doing some awesome work. <laughs> uh, thank you. Um, so I'm not a Kansas City native. I was originally from I'm originally from Hawaii, a uh, military brat. So I've lived all over the country and um, somehow found myself living in Kansas City. Um, so I am a communications major, emphasis in journalism here at UMKC, uh, and I run the U News news show called Rue News, uh, and I'm also the executive producer for that as well. Um, and that's just been something that um, has popped up within the year, and I've tried to make it happen. Um, and honestly, I'm really excited to watch it grow. Um, we're also seeing Justice come on eventually, uh, which will be really exciting. And uh, yeah, so that's a little bit about me. Awesome, awesome. Now, that's just, this is a professional uh, journalist. I'm just here. Just asking questions. This is a hard job. So I'm excited to have you here today. So she might have to check me if I make mistakes and questions. So um, honored. So yeah, man. Um, yo, uh, 
2020, man, it's been a, an interesting year so far. Uh, you know, let's kind of talk about just a little bit about being students in the COVID, man, just the pandemic and how has that affected your life, you know, justice? How, how, uh, how have you been doing with the COVID and everything? Yeah, so it's, uh, it's personally hit me pretty close at home. So um, I am uh, kind of my immediate family or five members, including myself and three of them uh, tested positive and went through COVID uh, in South Carolina. So it did hit home for me and it, it got really bad, especially for my mom. So not only navigating that, but also personally trying to further my academic career and the pandemic has been very, very difficult. I'm a person that usually learns more in person and has interaction with people. I, 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 I like that a lot more better, but it's been very difficult. And I think that not only that, it's given us an opportunity to slow down and really see what's important. I think moving forward, we need to, I think there are some jobs that could be done from home. There are some jobs that could tailor more to people that have families. I, I really think this is an opportunity to change the way we do business and, I think our society and our country is always going, going, and going, but we, we don't take time for each other. And I think, yes, we've lost a lot of people because of this pandemic, but it's given us an opportunity to remember what's truly important in our lives. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome, man. Um, whew, uh, I have a, I'm a, I'm broke. Uh, yeah, but I'm coming up. Um, you know, my pocket is not where I want it to be, but it's coming up. Abby, what has been your experience? Um, well, first off, Justice, I'm really sorry that's been going on with your family. Um, it must be incredibly difficult to go through. Um, me and Justice are friends, so I know uh, about that. Uh, but um, what I've been going through through quarantine, honestly, I have been really privileged through it to not have family members directly impacted through it. Um, and I have honestly just, I got a cat to kind of cope with the loneliness who is jumping around in the background over here. Here. His name's Walter Cronkat. Uh, he's named after a famous. Is, 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 is who? Walter Cronkat. He's named after a famous reporter. Um, I, I hate me too. Yeah, yeah. It's a little, but. <laughs> um, so I, I was an RA for a while at the end of the semester here, and I that ended, and so now I have an apartment um, by myself, and I've been trying to really. I don't know, manage mental health while being alone. Um, it's kind of difficult. Um, hold on one second. He is really climbing. Okay. Good job, dude. Good job. Yeah. Yeah. He, <laughs> he might play with the fan in a second. But um, so anyways, I, at the end of the semester, I was working on Rune News and it was kind of a difficulty like to try to do that online. Um, I have a whole team that's like, been super strong through all of this though and like trying to make it work because we don't have a studio we have our iphones to really report news on we've been going to black lives matter um pro uh, protest in march um, hey it's not the time it's not the time to do this right now okay really close to the fan too like that's really <laughs> all right <laughs> um give me one second i'm having a little bit of difficulties i'll be oh, right back get it get it yeah, man. So justice, I mean, for me personally, apart from just, you know, not being financially stable, like, I think what you said is really good because, you know, we have never really had a time to slow down and just breathe for a bit, you know, just being able to uh, connect with ourselves, you know, spend more time and realize like, well, what are we really doing, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think that has been like one of the positives for it. 
Um, yeah. What are some other things that you think you've taken away from this or some other things, some other challenges that you've taken away from, you know, the whole pandemic? Uh, one, <laughs> one thing I have taken from this and even just the gaps in the system and especially those who are hurting more than others, I think that shows more of a place of privilege because even even myself, I will say that I live in a very nice apartment downtown and, and I have financial support for my family, but I know that that same conversation may not be the same for the average person. I think what we saw is that we need a lot more support in our education system, our healthcare system, and that they have been just merely getting by for so many years because we're not financially helping them or making it a priority. Mm-hmm. It's shown me that uh, if there are any pandemics or any disasters, it's usually poorer people and people of color that are going to be hurt the hardest. Yeah. And that's something that I think we need to look at and fix. And I, I just think it's, it shows that not only we have problems in the system, but that there are a lot of people that are out of touch. Yeah. I think an example is when the government gave out um, stimulus checks to the average family about $1,200. Mm-hmm. $1,200 is going to get a family an average family by in, in a month. I think we are very out of touch with the average family and kind of the finances of our country. So it showed me a lot of gaps in the system. Yeah. I'm not, and, and we're really where we need to work. We need to finance education. We need to better finance healthcare workers. And we need to support our, our frontline workers. We need to support them with safety masks and really seeing them as people. I think we've gone by too long with seeing them just as they're just part of the system. They don't even, when there are lives behind that, there are families behind that, they're, they're getting their kids to school. They're, I think, like I said before, it's given us time to slow down and really see the humanity and really what's going on. I think we, and I appreciate it. I know that we've lost a lot of people, but I've really appreciated it. And it, it took this for our country to finally slow down and, and see each other and really care about each other. Yeah, I think it's, yeah, you, yeah, Abby, do you have something to add to that? I, I really, point that you made about, like, we really need to, in my words, check the, our privilege that we have. Um, like, right now, I'm in an apartment, I'm on the plaza, I am doing fairly well, I, I, it, there's some, there's people who are far worse right now. I could sit here and complain that I can't go out and do things, but at the end of the day, I'm healthy and I'm safe, and that's what matters. Um, and again, we do need to be putting the focus on healthcare workers and like staying in. Um, it's been a big thing through all this. And when you check your privilege, you have to remember, yeah, maybe I can't go outside right now, but whose life, like, lives are at risk. So we need to like focus on really taking care of others, like now. Yeah, I mean, I think this is like is really important on subject because I think like. When this COVID started, you know, um, no one really thought about people who live in like, you know, impoverished neighborhoods, people who live in like an awful car, who have no other jobs but to actually be physical at their workplace, you know. Some people have options of doing virtual, but people, some people do not. People who work as cleaners, people who work at restaurants and all that, like, you can't serve someone who's virtually, you know, unless you are online feeling artists. But it's like, those people are the ones who are affected directly. Those people are the ones who have the higher numbers because they have to be you know, at work. Um, so I think, uh, you know, our, the society, the government has to do more in helping people who are in this neighborhood, people who are in this position. Because me, like we have, we have said, like I, I live in an apartment in, in uh, Prairie Village, Kansas, but I can't say the same as someone who lives, you know, uh, on truce, who's like have to make contact with people. So it's like, 
what can we do to help people in those positions? Um, and I, something, just a whole, a whole different thing to, um, just as you mentioned that you live in an apartment downtown, which to me is a really a bit funny because I always imagine you living in like the government house. You do a lot of things with the government. I'm like, you have to have an apartment in the government house. You always be you know, <laughs> active like that. So I just had to point out that that's a whole different thing, but I just had to point out when you said, I was like, wait, wait a minute. I never knew you lived in the downtown. I was like, but, um, but yeah. Um, so I think another thing too with just the, the, the pandemic that I've been able to see is that, you know, a lot of people who have, you know, pre-existing conditions and all that has been the ones who have been really affected a lot. Um, now, what do you guys think about uh, next semester? What do, what do, where do you guys see, are we gonna open? What's your thoughts? Um, unfortunately, uh, yeah, we are. Um, due to like uh, the current administration uh, threatening to like get rid of international students if yeah. we don't have in classes. Um, so colleges across the nation right now are trying to figure out a way to have in-person classes because if international students are only taking online classes, they risk the threat of being deported back home. Mm -hmm. So we have to have in-person classes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's not fair yeah. at all. Yeah, and I, <laughs> I, I think everything correlates. And even, I mean, our education system and even UMKC, how it's been operating, we, we're not a university that has a lot of money. So I think with us even opening, and it's, it's not only threatening the safety of students, but I, I understand why we need to do it. And it's because of, it's in reaction of the current administration and their targeting of international students uh, I mean, just seeking out higher education, seeking out an academic career, that they should not be threatened or targeted because of that. And I think that's why it's so important that elections matter. And that's, I will correlate that. That's, that's why I'm working on the Biden campaign, because there's so many things we're in reaction to. We're always moving. And even, I mean, this could go with the international stunt. This could go with Title IX rollbacks, like it's so on and so forth. Things, and even in, in and funding for our, our university on the state and federal level has been kicked back as well. It's like, I think elections are so important and that's why I'm, that, that's really what I'm working for because I'm, I'm tired of, I'm tired of the just corruption and then not, not seeing people as people. Yeah. And I, based on that, you guys probably know where I stand on the political spectrum. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, honestly, uh, it's awesome that you guys brought that up because like when I saw that news, I'm an international student, like, um, yeah. in the U.S. are like hardworking people, like 100%. Like they, we devote our time to making sure that you know the economy is moving, is moving, even though we get to pay the highest tuition, but we still work hard. So like, when yeah, I pay the highest tuition. Looking at the especially in, in, in the engineering, our engineering yeah. unit, 70% of them are international students. Like, and they are they have probably more the biggest group of the highest GPA in the school of business. Like all of our professional academic units. International students are thriving there. Yeah, so like, when, yeah, it's like when you when I saw that news, I was like, okay, well, this doesn't look right because like, um, I get the the xenophobia, but like, this is the the wrong people you're targeting now because it's like people that are contributing four to five billion dollars to the economy, like in 2019, mm -hmm. like you can't do that to like just put them at a disadvantage because me going back or other nations going back, like leaving the country. That is putting them at health risk, you know, and also like there's a lot of there's a lot of things that goes into yeah. all of this that is just like I was like personally hurt, you know. Yeah, I I think well to.
bring it down to like locally, like Missouri has been cutting down education for higher education for a while now, but recently too, uh, it kind of shows you how much they care about like the future of America, really like getting an education or really the future of the world when it comes to international students coming here to get a better, better education. Uh, but yeah, I, I think it's going to be a scary time with having in-person classes. Um, I personally hope that we'll have masks um, that are like given to us, um, but I don't, I don't know what that's going to look like. I mean, honestly, I miss school. Like, I, I, I won't lie, for some reason I do miss it, because like, when you don't see people that long, you're like, man, I'm, I actually need to see people. You know, you, the importance yeah. of just, you know, seeing people spitting at you all the time when they're talking, but you miss that, <laughs> yeah. you know. So I actually do miss school, like events on mm -hmm. campus and going to classes, um, as stressful as it is, but it's just something that you do not know how important it is until you don't have it, you know? Yeah. Um, but, uh, were you going to something, Abby? Oh, yeah, no, I was just going to say living in a one-person, like, one-room apartment by myself has been like, oh, my God, I need to see my friends. Like, this is really bad. Like, I start, like, talking to Walter, and I'm like, I am turning into a crazy cat, and this is not good for me. So yeah, yeah I miss school too. Like I get, like I get the the social aspect. I miss that. <laughs> it's also really funny that your cat is named Walter. Classic Abby uh, naming a cat after yeah. her water. <laughs> 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 Who would have thought? I, um, I would. I wouldn't be me if I didn't name him something dumb. So. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Now let's let's uh, dive a little bit deeper into another conversation about the um, George Floyd. Uh, you know. Um, Ahmad Arbery, man, it's been, uh, they said it's been a, a year from hell. Like, honestly, man, it's just been so much happening. And um, just as you, I've seen you at the forefront of Black Lives Matter movement. And, you know, what are your thoughts on just the, the way things have been going so far and what you think, you know, are things that need to be done? Yeah, so I think, I think this is, this all came out of reaction and rightfully so because of the, the slaying of George Floyd. I'm going to first say that I know my, my thoughts got to not only his family, but also his friends and, and those who had to deal with that. Yeah. What we saw compared to this and then in, I think 2015 or 2017, where Eric Gardner said the same exact words. It showed me that what we did this time with people saying, all right, let's tamp it down. Let's that the system's gonna work, we're gonna make sure that this never happens again, and it happens again, and people, and he says these same exact words. I think that's why we had such a reaction, because it showed what we did before did not work at all, and that things, it was just swept under the rug, and then it happened again, that we're still dealing with police brutality, and not only that, we need police reform. I mean, this has started the conversation of peaceful protest and, and people can protest however they want, but it's also part of the conversation on police reform mm. and policy change. But what I like, and I think this is so important, is that it's not only me, it's not only black people, it's not a black versus white issue, it's everyone. Mm. We're young people, old people, gay, lesbian, straight, bisexual, uh, lower income here in the city suburbs like we're seeing everyone being a part of this movement and I think that's what's making it so different but then moving on from that people are now talking about the institutions themselves mm. love and I really really appreciate that everyone says that black lives matter but our institutions do not say that that is discrimination in housing education economic mobility 
transportation, uh, internet access, healthcare resources, and even here in Kansas City locally, you have a different life expectancy based on which side of truce you live on. Yeah. That's, that's, that's data from the health department. Sure. Those are disparities in low income and black and brown areas. And, and I think everything is on the table right now. When we talk about changing disparities in that, and even something as simple as changing uh, the J.C. Nichols Fountain Parkway, mm -hmm. every form, if it's big or small, needs to go. We, we should no longer try to glorify racist, racist policies, or racist institutions. Mm. What do you think, Gabby? Because I think you, you mentioned that you've been to Black Lives Matter, um, you know, uh, Peru news. Yeah, we've we've been trying to report on uh, the protest and be there. Um, and I want to be there in solidarity and be a, like the, a good ally on in general. Like this is not my fight, but I maybe can't fully understand the experience that like black people go through in the United States. But I want to be there as an ally to really push that voice. And I'm really proud of people in Kansas City and the people who live here uh, who have really rallied during these protests. I live on the plaza, so I've seen the bulk of the pro the protests um at first it to me obviously i'm white it came out of nowhere i it's not something that i've ever had to deal with yeah. um and then the more i realized I'm like yeah no this needs to happen <laughs> um but watching the protests happen on the plaza i've been extremely proud of everyone who's been out there um there's like small groups of people who still go out there every now and then um but i i really want to see the momentum build back up and um, see more protests out there by the by the fountain, um, but Rue News is going to continue to um, uh, like kind of report on the marches, etc., um, and kind of just be there, um, uh, kind of as an ally too. There's only one right answer to this. There's not like a oh both sides to this. There's one answer to this, um, and as journalists, I try to be like as like non-biased as possible. But there's only one right answer here, so. <laughs> Now that's, I mean, it's really, I think it's really awesome the way, you know, uh, black, white, uh, Asian, young, old have been able to be part of this movement. I think it gives it more momentum to say that, yo, this is a problem. It's not just some people or a group of people saying, oh, look at me, look at me, look at this. Um, now let me ask you this. Uh, let me ask you guys this. Um, what about people out there who are saying that Black Lives Matter is a hoax? Um, is a hoax. There is no white supremacy. There is no racism. That is just all the media portraying something that is not there. What do you want to say to those people? What are some things that you want to put out there that would say, okay, this is something you should be looking at? Well, I first want to say, uh, God bless you. But, <laughs> <laughs> but no, secondly, I would say, you need to come at anything and everything with an open mind and an open heart. I mean, this is something, even with the whole conversation on even touching the KCPD's budget or even the conversation around reparations, I think you first have to come into it with an open mind and an open heart and being willing to educate yourself. Because when you educate yourself and really see all the problems and disparities we still have, then you are more open-minded to welcome new ideas like that. Mm -hmm. I know I first got in this movement, I was not pro touching the KCPD's budget at all and reallocating it or doing anything to it and or reparations. But then when I got out of my box, I mean, going to UMKC, living downtown, I mean, growing up in the suburbs, having my, my parents work me out of government housing and, and out of 
I mean, the black and brown areas of Kansas City. So I had to get out of my place, out of my privilege and see like, hey, just because it doesn't affect me, there are problems. There's still problems out here that need to be focused on. And it's, it's not a hoax. None of it is. I mean, these are real people hurting. These are families that are being, their, their, their family members are being taken away. Mm. I at all agree with people that feel that this is a hoax or that <laughs> the whole All Lives Matter uh, initiative. I don't at all agree with that. I think for all lives really to matter, black lives need to, need to matter. We're not, we're not at all taking from anyone. That's, we're just, we just want to be seen as equal members of society. That's what we're fighting for. And that's, that's on all levels. That's on the least, how we're looked at housing, education, and, and higher education. We just want to be on an equal playing field. Yeah. Abby, what do you think? I would say it's due to blind privilege. They've never had to, like, I personally have never had to be in the shoes of someone who's been scared to be pulled over by a cop. Um, they've never, they don't understand because they have never been in that person's shoes. Mm -hmm. um, and I think it's a time for, um, I can speak on my behalf, someone who's white to take a step back and give that voice to people who have dealt with that before. Um, I, it's not a thing of arguing because it's, racism is real and black lives matter and there's a really good analogy that i've seen back and forth of like two houses on fire um and like the fire department's like okay we gotta put this fire out and the other house is like but what about me and it's fine it's not on fire or like like i matter the other house is like i matter like you do yeah. but one's on fire right yeah. <laughs> so black lives matter i just mm -hmm. it's it's ridiculous that some people can't come to terms with like understand that <laughs> I think, yeah, I mean, honestly, it's most people don't want to educate themselves, you know, and I, I've seen a lot of people post a lot of things that are in some way trying to justify what they believe, like, oh, look at this person is, is, is agreeing with me, that means I'm not wrong, and again, like, are you really wanting to have conversations that are going to be valuable to you to learn, or you really want to be able to justify it, like, oh, look at, yeah, you know, it's not really that bad, you know, if that person said it, that means I'm good, you know, and I think that's, it's uh, that dynamic of people who are saying, I'm in the middle, I don't want to be able, I don't want to attach myself to it, I don't want to say this, I say that, but I just want to be okay. Um, and, I think and one thing on that, before I let that go, is it, it is a place of privilege if you have the option to say, I'm, I'm unpolitical, I don't have to get political. Yeah. Mm. Oh my goodness. <laughs> if you've never had your rights based on a Supreme Court case, I'm just going to... Uh there <laughs> that's, that's that's a good that's a really great that's a really great point you know because yeah um you know thinking about it because that's a really great point because I, I don't have a choice to say i can't be political or i can't speak out about it because it's something that affects my life because i can't mm -hmm. choose left or right you know with due justice like it's, it's like the same but if you have that choice to choose whether to be part of it or not that means you have that privilege, mm -hmm. like you said you know so um now, I think my question would be this. As young people, as students who are pursuing a career, who are trying to you know, make change in the world, why do we need to be part of this movement? I think why we all need to be part of this movement is, if you guys can't tell how I do business, is this whole 
perception of wait your turn and let the adults control what's going on. We've seen what the adults have given us. Yeah. An education system in tatters. I mean, we can't even afford to buy a house. And we have student loan debt and we have a climate crisis here in the next five or 10 years. This, I, I think it's absolutely important for young people to be a part of the conversation because it's our future. Yeah. It's our country and our world where how we want to how we want to operate and treat other people. That's especially with this whole, and I, and I love that it's a lot of, it's being led by young people, but the whole battle for international students. I mean, a lot of those in leadership would not care unless the young people spoke up and said, it's a problem and we care about this. And these are, these are our peers and these are people we care about. So I think it's absolutely important for students to speak up and young people, because it's, we're setting the standard on what's acceptable now. So that's, we need to be, we need to be in this fight. Mm. Mm. Abby, what do you think? I honestly think Justice said it the best. Yeah. Um, young people are really like forming how the future is going to be, so we need to be involved in this. Mm, mm, mm. Was, yeah. um, the, the reason why I asked that question is because I, I know a lot of young people are saying, you know what, this doesn't really, you know, bother me. I don't think my voice matters. Like what I say, I don't think that anyone hears me because I think they already made, made up their mind. And, you know, with what you're saying, like, if we don't have, you know, someone like you, Justice, standing out and, you know, standing by the mayor and saying like, yo, we are against this, you know, and having you, Abby, you know, being at those, uh, you know, protests, you know, being able to say like, yo, we are going to report this and see this is what is actually happening. Because you know, I think another thing about social media has been able to expose things that we would normally not see. And, uh, you know, no one gives credit to that because now you can go and like literally start a hashtag and you see a whole bunch of things that you never knew before. So I think um, social media has been good in taking the power out of just the, the TV, the, the news stations to the people. It's yeah. power to the people and be able to go ahead. Learn something I, on that. I love, absolutely love how like, the I, I guess we all are technically like Gen Z cusp millennials, but I love how we've been using social media as like okay. So I've been obsessed with TikTok. I absolutely love it, and I just to see like the amount of like uh, movement uh, I think or notoriety the Black Lives Matter movement has gotten on there as well. I thought that was amazing. Like they're like mm -hmm. promoting Black creators, etc. And but just honestly, there was an example of. Um, um, like people our age um getting tickets to a trump rally so it was empty um <laughs> i it's just it kind of shows the power that we really do have <laughs> utilizing that through social i think that's great oh man me and my roommate we were talking about that he was like he, he was dying he was on the floor he couldn't believe it um, <laughs> yep 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 um yeah that's yeah that's a power that we have and um man i am just um uh, you know happy and excited to be in this time that we are in where um, we can all sit down and have a dialogue and not just uh be hide our views and show what we really believe because um in, i think in this time i've come to know who is for me and who is not for me because i can see if you can oh, pretend yeah. to post a picture of you having a, a suntan and you can't post something that really had made makes change i know where you are at like i really know where you're at like um, and that's the thing that I've been able to understand. And now, I don't know, I don't know if you guys are religious at all, but that's something that I've been critical about religious organizations that have been saying, we don't want to be political. We just want to, you know, pray for you guys and watch you guys uh, die out there. And that's something I think shouldn't stand, you know. No, and I, and I, I'm very, very religious when I, I think religion 
And if you really believe in what you preach and what you read, you, that, and that, I'll be very honest, all of my decisions and in my, in my kind of how I operate come from my faith. What's morally just and what is right and wrong. It's as simple as that. And I don't think you can at all call yourself a part of Christianity or religion if you're not on the front lines actively fighting against injustice against marginalized people. Mm. Like yeah. that is we we're not here to pat ourselves on the back and be holier than thou. I mean, we're we're supposed to do as much good as possible. And you need to love your neighbor. Mm. And neighbor's hurting and is being beat down, you need to stand up for them. Mm. You, you want to come, Abby? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not the most religious person. I grew up religious, and that is the one uh, takeaway that I got, is love thy neighbor. So if you're not practicing that, it just seems like that you're missing the point. But um, I, I do not have much to talk about on that, <laughs> on the <laughs> of religion. But that's, from what I understand, is... Yeah, that's I mean that's the yeah that's a basic foundation. Um, I uh, now uh, this is probably gonna be my last um thing to say about that. I uh, made a post on my um on my stat story uh, a couple weeks ago, and I just asked like, is religion is religion really teaching uh uh pacifism, or are they teaching people to take action? Because sometimes I feel that way where people are pass passive like. I'm just gonna take the high road, which is create and believe it gets better. But we didn't get here by doing that. And I, I see some people who are in the front lines. I'm like, but th that's your still the same people who believe what you believe in, but you are not taking action. So that was kind of a question I asked people like, yo, well, what are we really doing? You know. So I think we all need to come together and fight for what's right. And if it's if you guys are watching things happen, I mean, you're not really caring about your, you know, your. Uh, uh, what is it? What is it called? Uh, your I'm trying to find the the religious term for it. People who come congregation. You're not really caring about your congregation, do you? So I think that's something important. Um, we are almost at the end of the, the show, but I want to ask this. Um, so coming to uh, you know, fall semester and things coming back together. Um, what are you guys really looking forward to, or some changes you guys want to see happen, or things you really want to you know be part of? Okay. Just, go ahead. <laughs> so one thing I, I hope that comes from this is that just the campus atmosphere and the campus itself is a different campus from what we had before. Mm. I think uh, this has given us an opportunity to change our university. And I know that they're in the process of looking ways our, our university could cut back on some things and slim down. I think this is a good opportunity to look at a lot of our residential life and look at housing. I mean, this is a good time to start talking infrastructure and or landscaping on the university when there's not a lot of people. I think we need to make sure that everything is better than what people left it. Mm -hmm. I think this is an opportunity for our university to get better, our student body to get better. And I hope that people come back from this and know that we need to come back better. We don't need to just go back to what we were doing because yes, a pandemic happened, but what we were doing was not acceptable. So what I'm hoping for is that we, we change how we do things at the university and that, I mean, it's better for everyone. I'm really, I am, and I cannot stress this enough, I understand the need to come back on campus and have students on campus, but I mean, we're not even in session and we get a COVID 
probably two positive COVID cases a day from UMKC. I'm extremely worried for the student body coming back this fall. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Ali, what do you think? I, no, I mean, I, without a doubt that we'll have more COVID cases since we have to have in-person classes. Um, and that's terrifying to think about. Mm -hmm. um, I, I want to see more protocols put in place for hand sanitation. I want face masks. I want it to be as safe as possible um, so that there isn't a risk of, there isn't the fear for students to have to go and try to get their education and also risk dying at the same time. Yeah. That's literally outrageous. <laughs> we're already putting ourselves in a bunch of debt. So like we're also risking death. Seems a little mean to do that to us, but um, uh, something that I'm looking forward to is that uh, UMKC is a commuter school and I think over the years that we've really tried to make a community on campus and it's going to be a little difficult um, with COVID but I, I think that just what I've seen on social media so far there's a class of 2024 page that the freshmen have made to get connected with the rest of the uh, university. Um, I've been talking to freshmen one-on-one -on -one about joining Renews. Um, I'm really excited to see like this different format of how we're really going to connect to others um, in this really isolating time. Um, and uh, also a small thing for me, hopefully I'll get to use my studio. That's like irrelevant though. Um, I, if, I want to be safe first, but obviously I, uh, I do miss yeah. the studio a little bit. Me, um, Abby, connect with me on that. We'll talk about that because I was talking okay. to Jody. It's just, we got to let them know the time so that if there's a breakout, then we could they can know where to trace us back, but we just have to, it's just very strict, but just reach okay. out. All right. I might also miss the, 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 um, the studio. So you guys shouldn't leave me out on that conversation. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome anytime. You're welcome yeah. anytime. Awesome. Um, yeah. Hopefully just like there's smaller groups, uh, and we're just safer about things is what I really want to see. Yeah. Awesome. And yeah, I mean, uh, you guys said it all, like we have to go back to school, uh, not being afraid for our lives and also going back to get a good education and having those, um, you know, health precautions set in place for us to go and be safe would be an awesome thing for me to, you know, look forward to. Um, now we're coming to the end of the show. We have probably like three minutes, but I want to say this. Um, I don't know about you guys, but I have had probably like three cases where I'm like, I think I had COVID because um, each time, <laughs> each time I have like a, a little, a change like a cold i'm like okay I'll, this might be it this might be it let me just stop playing it. so it's like I don't, I don't know about you guys but that has been my experience the whole time every single time i'm like something is going on justice i feel like can talk to this more just because he lives with other people right now <laughs> oh yeah no absolutely it's just and this i mean like i said before i think even with our health like maybe i just love if you have any symptoms you stop going to work you stop being around people that should have been the standard in the first place. And washing your hands, it, that should have been the standard in the first place. But I just, I'm happy that people are taking time for themselves. And I'm, I mean, I've gotten tested like, like three times and came back negative, but that's because I had to do it because of protesting and, and so on and so forth. But yeah. no, I- And the, the test is not funny too, yeah. Oh my God, the test is not fun, no. <laughs> I heard that. Um, I took it too, um, but that's just because like going to protests and reporting and then being around um, certain people for like work and stuff um, and that I was like, oh, I have it. I'm a hypochondriac. So I think I have like the sickness literally all the time. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, there's been several times where I have a cough and I'm like, am I dying? Am I, am I good? Like, yeah. are they going to find the apartment? Like, 
later and then I'm just like not okay uh but yeah no it's it's terrifying time to say the least a cold could mm-hmm. just it could be COVID or it's just like you have the sniffles so and, and what's yeah what's the scariest thing too is that if you have it there's not a set guideline on how you're going to react it seems like there are either people that react and get a minor cold or there are people that are getting legs amputated that's what I think is the scariest uh, is that yeah. set in stone guideline on how a person's going to react based on your demographic or age or it's a gamble yeah gambling with our lives it's like every day it's like some new news about how people like symptoms i'm like where i don't so at this point yeah just whatever man i don't know um but hey um yeah thank you guys for coming on today this has been an awesome conversation i really enjoyed this we were um on time and we were able to you know talk about some really tough issues that i think a lot of young people our age are really worried about and are concerned just to, you know, so I think, you know, being, also being leaders, you know, having both of you um, top leaders in Casey Casey and in IMKC, being able to be at the forefront of this is really important for other people coming in to see, okay, these people really believe in what they say. So I am honored to have you guys here today. Thank you for coming and thank you for sharing your views and thank you for, you know, doing what you do. You guys are the reason why IMKC is still being really uh, active and vibrant because of the work you guys do and being able to represent. So I am, you know, humble to be with legend today so yeah thank you guys thank you guys. so yeah i mean um so where can they catch you guys if they want to connect with you guys ask questions social media whatever you guys are working on so they can you know reach out um i mean you can catch me on my instagram my twitter um Rue news at uh umkc Rue news is where i'm really like trying to get new reporters right now um so uh that would be great but if you have any questions about wanting to join the university news show just contact me at at abby uh joe j-o-o that, that's where you can find me <laughs> awesome awesome uh, what about you, Justice? Uh, just uh, any any platform, just at Justice Horn, so J-U-S-T-I-C-E, okay. Horn, H-O-R-N. I promise I'll, if you message me, I'll get back to you. You're, you're a busy man. You're busy man. <laughs> I'm usually uh, too busy. I don't look at my phone all the time, but uh, that's uh, awesome. I, I really do appreciate you for having yeah. us this weekend, and, and I'm happy I was with Abby. Me and Abby spitball pretty well. It's, we're getting ready for this show. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Zeke, so much for all you do in uplifting voices and, and in bringing up stories and really, really empowering people. I I appreciate you, and I, I know I probably don't say it enough, and no, I'm really thankful for you, especially. I always forget you're an international student because you're... That's the thing, too. A lot of people forget that. Like, the way that yeah. I work, people don't realize that, yo, I'm actually international. So it's like, yeah, yeah I am international, and that's, you know... I, I love Kansas City, so I do everything I I can to help it grow. So, uh, but yeah, man, I, I mean, well, yeah, I, you definitely you you hold that flag well. You definitely represent well for them. So just thank you. It's always fun working with you. So, yeah, and also we worked with the um, education series, which is actually happening again in, in October. So that was awesome to see you be part of that, man. That that was awesome, man. That was some yeah, heavy people on, on that uh, on that event. It was really awesome. But yeah, man, thank you guys. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank yeah. you. And um, can't wait for the fall semester to come up so you guys can actually sit down and talk more. Because um, I, I think, man, this this pandemic has been hard, but I think a lot of creativity has been able to come out of it. And I, I feel like whenever this is all over and we all meet, it's going to be explosive. It's just explosive. So um, thank you for coming on. Um, and I just stay healthy out there. Um, just stay safe. Keep working. Keep doing what you do. Keep the grind up. And for now, it's bye-bye from Fighter KC. 